On today's show, the Yankees are in Chicago to take on the White Sox for four games. We will preview that matchup. And are the Yankees home run reliant again? Yes. Is it a bad thing? Not necessarily. We'll go into some numbers. And people around baseball aren't enjoying the fact that the Yankees are doing so well to start the season. But we are. And we'll talk about that all next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankees fans. It's Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, hit the like button on our videos, and please comment if you feel so inclined. And when you get into your car... You can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. If you're hearing buzzing in the background, we have lots of lawn companies here right now, which, you know, it's spring, the grass is growing again, and uh, it's warm out, and the lawn guys are here. So it's going to be loud. I apologize. Can't do anything about it. Oh, well. So Yankees in Chicago. Hopefully they won't catch COVID because... (laughs) Apparently, I believe the Twins all did. So um, hmm. we'll see how that goes tonight. So the first game is 8.10 p.m. because they're in Chicago and they're an hour behind us. It's on Yes. And if you're out of market, it's on MLB Network. Now, starting for the Yankees tonight, Luis Heal, his first 2022 start for the Yankees. They called him up spot starter. We knew that this was going to happen. We didn't know it was going to be Heal. We figured it was going to be someone from the Miners coming up from Scranton, and it's Heel's turn. So, Heel turn. Like a wrestling term. Okay, that's funny. Um, (laughs) That's how my brain is working today, so I apologize for that. He'll be facing off against Dylan Cease. Now, the White Sox haven't faced Heel, so there are no numbers for the White Sox batters against Heel. But there are numbers for the Yankees against Dylan Cease. Some are interesting, but there aren't a lot. Anthony Rizzo's faced him five times. He's batting 400. Where's the big number that I saw? Aaron Judge. There we go. Um, Only three at-bats. 667. But Josh Donaldson has faced Dylan Cease 10 times because of the time that he was on the Twins. And even though he's only batting 200... He has a home run and three runs batted in. Joey Gallo has faced Cease three times. He has hit a home run against him as well. Those are the only two with home runs. And Judge, in those three at-bats, batting 667, two runs batted in. Gleyber Torres also has two runs batted in against Cease in two at-bats, batting 500. So, you know, uh, not a lot of experience there. So, you know, you get worried sometimes when... A young pitcher comes up to face a team that these he's never faced before because in some cases it's in the advantage of the hitters. In other cases, like the other night with the Rays and the Angels, 
and Reed Dittmers. <laughs> it was in the pitcher's favor. He pitched a no-hitter. I'm not saying Luis Heel's going to pitch a no-hitter, but, you know, don't expect the White Sox to really beat up on him because they haven't really seen him. So we'll see what happens. But cease so far in the season. 3-1 and one with a 2.38 ERA and 47 strikeouts. So he's doing very well. So the Yankees have a tall task ahead of them. And will they snap out of this pattern that they've been in the past few days where they are no hit for the first few innings of a game and then suddenly the offense wakes up I kind of hope not but don't be surprised because Cease is a good pitcher then tomorrow night same time 8 10 p.m this time Garrett Cole against Vince Velasquez now a friend of mine on Twitter said something earlier that got me thinking just for a second about Garrett Cole. The Yankees could be 24 and six if Garrett Cole had a better start to the season. Not that 22 and eight is anything to sneeze at. 22 and eight is good. But could you imagine if they were 24 and six in their first 30 games? That would be amazing. But alas, they are not. But Garrett Cole's numbers look a lot better now that we're into or heading into mid-May. He's 2-0 with a 2.67 ERA, 37 strikeouts. As for the White Sox batters against Cole, Jose Abreu likes facing him. It's only nine at-bats, but he's batting 5.56 with a home run and a run batted in. The other guy with a home run off Cole, Yasmani Grandal. I know I butchered that, didn't I? I can't say things like that. It's bad. 17 at-bats. He's only batting 118 against Cole, but it just so happens that one of them is a home run. Was one of them hit last year? Why am I... Was it last year? I'm trying to remember. There was one home run that... I think I remember him hitting off Cole, and it was kind of like, seriously? <laughs> this guy doesn't do anything against you. Why are you giving up a home run against him? Isn't that the way sometimes? And then... Yankees batters against Velasquez. D.J. LeMahieu has faced him the most, 16 at-bats. He's batting 250 in those 16 at-bats, but he does have two runs batted in. Both Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton have home runs against Vince Velasquez. Stanton is only batting 143 in 14 at-bats with that one home run and one run batted in. And then Judge is batting 167 in six at-bats with a home run. And an RBI. So we'll see what happens there. That should be interesting. And Velasquez is 2-2 two and two with a 3.97 ERA and 21 strikeouts. Now, you would think that that would be in the Yankees' favor, just because his ERA is close to a 4, but you never know. Then again, these Yankees keep surprising me, because every time I think they're going to fall back into 2021 patterns, they don't. Which is a good thing. Keep doing that, Yankees, because, uh, yeah, we don't need you to fall back into 2021 habits. In segment two, we're going to look at the second two matchups because it's a four-game series, Saturday and Sunday. And as I said, about habits with spring in the air. It's a time of renewal and growth And our next partner is something I use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens 
because I wanted better gut health, more energy, a better immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins. I really don't. I've been like that since I'm a kid. And it's easy to drink them instead. And I've been on AG1 for nearly three months now, and I love it. Doesn't taste like it's super healthy, and the taste is mild and tropical, so it's really nice. I have it first thing in the morning before I even have my coffee or breakfast. And with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with daily nutrition that's convenient. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Just take a sip. To make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, which is pretty cool. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. For your next listen, check out Locked on Now, where you get recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts who are taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So let's look at the weekend. Well, Friday's technically the weekend, but let's look at Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's game is a 7-10 start end. It's Jordan Montgomery against Dallas Keuchel. Now, don't be fooled by Dallas Keuchel's numbers because right now he's 2-3 and three with a 6.86 ERA and only 13 strikeouts. But if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to double-check this, I think he did okay in his last start. Yes. May 8th against Boston. Six innings, two runs on eight hits, one walk, five strikeouts. He got the win. So, maybe he's turning things around. But maybe not. Maybe the Yankees can get to him. And then poor Jordan Montgomery. (laughs) You know the Jordan Montgomery story. Oh, all too well. Yankees can't score for him. And then if they do, he gives up the same amount of runs that they scored for him. It's a tale as old as time. He's 0-1 with a 2.90 ERA with 25 strikeouts. As for matchups... Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson have faced Jordan Montgomery the most nine times. They're both batting 222. The only person who seems to do okay against Jordan Montgomery, oh wait, there are two, but not really. Mancada is, it's only three at bats. He's batting 667. Josh Harrison in six at bats is batting 667. The good sign is none of these guys have hit a home run off Jordan Montgomery. As for the Yankees against Dallas Keuchel, Josh Donaldson in 36 at bats is batting 250. He has two home runs against him with seven runs batted in. Aaron Hicks has a home run off him in 16 at bats, but he's only batting 125, so he seemed to have lucked into that home run. Giancarlo Stanton seems to like to face Dallas Keuchel in nine at bats. He's batting 444 with two home runs, five runs batted in. Anthony Rizzo also has a home run against Dallas Keuchel. It's only nine at bats. He's batting 222. So that'll be interesting to see because, like I said, he's had a rough start, but he looked okay against Boston. But no offense, it's Boston, and they haven't looked great to start the year. So maybe the Yankees can do something against Keuchel, which would be nice. You want to see that. And then in the finale on Sunday, Nestor Cortez Jr. against Michael Kopech. Michael Kopech is the real deal. Now, I've known about this kid since I was writing about baseball. 
in the Stone Ages. Just kidding. I used to write about baseball. When did I last write about baseball? Three, four years ago? Michael Kopech has been a big-time White Sox prospect. And he dated he dated the daughter of Kim Zolciak of Real Housewives of Atlanta. But at that time, it was her show, Don't Be Tardy. And he appeared on that show because her daughter, Brielle, who was dating Michael, went to see him when he was with, I believe, Birmingham, because it's not that far to get from Atlanta to Birmingham. My dad was supposed to go from Atlanta to Birmingham to see Michael Jordan play when he was in the minors. My dad was down in Atlanta for a business trip, more like training. He was training for something. And he said to his friend, let's go to Birmingham and see Jordan play. And my dad's friend's like, eh, I don't feel like going. And my dad didn't want to drive to Birmingham by himself. When did Michael Jordan hit his first home run? The game my dad wanted to go to. Was my dad pissed? Yes, he was pissed about that until he died. (laughs) So anyway, I've known about Michael Kopech for a really long time. And right now, he has a 0.93 ERA and 30 strikeouts. Now, let me see the rest of the numbers because he doesn't have a win. He doesn't have a loss. And let's see, he has started six games. He's thrown 29 innings, 30 strikeouts. And yeah, he had a no decision in his last game against Cleveland on the ninth. Went six innings, gave up two hits, no runs, walked two, struck out seven. So yeah, he was drafted by the Boston Red Sox actually back in the day. So yeah, he um, he's the real deal. I think he's finally going to get going there. And then Nestor Cortez, the talk of MLB, as Abby and I spoke about <laughs> the other day. One and one with a 1.14 ERA, 42 strikeouts. And let's see how the batters do. All right. The only person who has faced Kopech more than twice on the Yankees is Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who is batting 1,000 in those three at-bats. Very small sample size, but hey, I mean, that's pretty good. Josh Donaldson has only faced him twice, but he has a home run in those two at-bat, in one of those two at-bats. And Gleyber Torres has only faced him once and has a home run and a run batted in in that at-bat. As for the Chicago batters against Nestor Cortez, not a lot of action going here. Now, Tim Anderson has faced him five times. He's batting 400. And... Jose Abreu, four times, batting 500, no home runs by any of them. So we'll see what happens there. We'll see if Nestor can keep his voodoo going and make guys look foolish like he's been doing all season. So I believe all the games are on yes. I don't think there's, I don't think Saturday is a Fox game. Let me double check that for you because you never know. No. Okay. It's a yes game. Oh, I stand corrected. Tomorrow night's game, Cole against Velasquez. Amazon. If you don't have Amazon, I don't know what to tell you if you don't have Amazon, but yeah, tomorrow night's an Amazon game. I will say I like watching them on Amazon. It's very convenient for me because I can just sit here in my room and watch the game on my computer. I can also watch it on the TV. We have a Roku, so we have all that stuff. We have Amazon, we have Apple, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Netflix, everything, even like Pluto TV and Tubi. Um, So yeah, Friday night, Amazon Prime. If you don't have it, go to someone's house who does have it. Coming up in segment three, we're going to talk about some reaction to the Yankees beating the Blue Jays, talk about some reaction to the Yankees doing as well as they're doing. And if you want to bet on how the Yankees have 
done so far or how you think they're going to do the rest of the season, you can go to betonline.net. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So after yesterday's game, I recorded the show. And then I looked at post-game stuff, which I probably should have looked at post-game stuff before I recorded the show, but I do things backwards sometimes. I can't help it. Anyway, Meredith Morakovitz was interviewing DJ LeMayhew, and she asked him, you know, how excited are you about this team and how well they're doing? And DJ LeMayhew, I always joke about how unenthusiastic he seems to be about everything and how shocked I was when in it was the first game of the season right when he got that hit and he freaked out rounding the bases and I thought wow that's a lot of emotion coming from DJ LeMahieu so she asked him how excited he is about how this team is doing so far and he pretty much was like yeah I'm really excited about how this team is doing and then just like went into his like he I don't know Not that I expect him to be bouncing off the walls when he talks about how excited he is about his team, but I just found that so funny. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, you seem really excited, DJ. (laughs) We didn't even talk about DJ Rizzo and Aaron Judge at the Ranger game last last year, (laughs) last week, chugging beers, taking pictures with people, acting like you know, frat boys, not really. They were fine. Um, And it was good to see DJ doing that because, again, he's just so, like, there, you know? And to see him out and about and socializing and, you know, chugging a beer was kind of cool to see that. Because, yeah, DJ LeMahieu was just very... There was a very funny quote when they were playing the Tigers a couple of weeks ago because DJ LeMahieu was from Michigan. And I can't remember who told the story. Who was doing the game? Was it Ruko? And he says something to the effect of, you know, DJ LeMayhew, like his family gets mad because he doesn't tell them when they're playing the Tigers because he doesn't want that many people at the game. He doesn't want to have to be bothered with (laughs) having to get a bunch of tickets for people. And I thought that was really funny. I love that. (laughs) That's great. So some quotes about the Yankees and how this is one of their best starts in nearly 20 years. As I said the other day, 2003 was one of the last times they had a start like this. They didn't even start like this in 2009. It took them a while to get into a groove in 2009. Even A-Rod coming back because he was gone the first month after the hip surgery and after all the steroid stuff. And, you know, they still couldn't get on quite a roll. And then they finally did. And that was the infamous... You know, starting 0-6 against the Red Sox here. So it's just, it's weird to think that it's taken this long for the Yankees to have a start like this. And Aaron Judge said about the Yankees, We used to be the same eight guys, eight right-handed hitters with the same plan, and pitchers could get us out the same way. Now we have so many ways we can beat you. 
I love that so much. I really do. There's something different about this team. I've been saying it for more than a week now. It just feels different. They're winning games in different ways. They're not losing the games you think they're going to lose or the way they would have lost in 2021 or even 2020. That game against the Blue Jays the other night when Judge walked off could have easily had been a loss, but it wasn't because of the home runs. And I said we were going to talk about that. So let me bring those numbers up because it's interesting. People were, I saw someone complaining on Twitter about how the Yankees are reliant on the home run. And officially they are, according to James Smythe from the Yes Network. He does all the research there in the booth. I've met James in person. He's a really cool dude. Follow him on Twitter, JamesSmythe621. Okay, this is what he tweeted. When did he tweet this? Yesterday. Six runs on two three-run home runs last night. 50% of the Yankees' runs have scored on home runs, making them Major League Baseball's most homer-reliant team. The Major League average is 36%, its lowest since 2014, after 2015 through 2021 were seven highest years ever, ranging from 37% to 45%. So home runs are down, and even if the Yankees do drop to less than 50%, they still have an advantage over the other teams. Jay Jaffe wrote a piece at Fangraphs, which is where this tweet came from, and he said the Yankees are homering at a relatively prolific clip nonetheless, though it helps to have dead ball proof sluggers like Judge and Stanton who hit the ball harder than just about anybody alive. And yes, it helps to have a team that knows how to take advantage of its ballpark, but it's not as though the short right, right field porch is off limits to Yankees opponents which is what I say all the time, or that it's the only homer-conducive ballpark quirk in the majors. Fenway Park's green monster is 310 down the left field line, and the pesky pole is 302 down the right field line. They're even closer to home plate, though the height of the former and the way the fence curves away from the latter mitigate those distances somewhat. But you also have Minute Maid Park's Crawford boxes and the baskets above the Ivy in Wrigley Field, which make home runs easier as well. And when it's all said and done, several ballparks have larger home run factors than. And when it's all said and done, several ballparks have larger park home run factors than Yankee Stadium. So there, Chris Woodward. I will say about Stanton, though, there have been a couple of hits of his that have died that I thought were maybe from the dead ball and that maybe he is falling victim to that dead ball that Major League Baseball likes to screw with and that they're screwing with, clearly, because players are complaining about the balls again. Why do they have to do this? Why, Major League Baseball? Why, why, why are you doing this to your product? I don't understand. Don't you want balls flying out of the ballpark? What was that old campaign? Chicks dig the long ball. They do. Chicks do dig the long ball. But yeah, the Yankees are, you know, yeah, they are hitting a lot of home runs. But don't complain so much because it's not like they're just hitting home runs. I keep saying it. And if you listen to the show every day, you're going to get sick of it. But it's true. They're winning with better defense, better pitching, better base running, run run prevention, And yes, home runs, but they're also hitting the ball in different ways as well. So they're doing a lot of things right. They just happen to be hitting a lot of home runs too. 
I mean, it doesn't hurt that you have Judge and Rizzo who were neck and neck for the home run lead in the league with 10 and 9, respectively. So it stands to reason that the Yankees are going to hit a lot of home runs. And then you have guys who haven't even tapped into their home run potential, like Josh Donaldson. We're still waiting for him to heat up. Maybe that'll happen this weekend. Who knows? Against the White Sox, because he has a little more experience against those pitchers because he played with the Twins. So we'll see what happens. Should be an interesting series. This is, I won't say it's the Yankees' first test because, you know, they played the Blue Jays nine times and they've passed that test with flying colors. They've won six out of those nine games against the Blue Jays. So we'll see how they do in these four against Chicago. And if they happen to split or, God forbid, lose three out of four, I don't see a sweep in either way. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're still a good team. They are. These first 30 games, yes, I know, don't look at the first 30 games because it's too early. And I keep saying it over and over again because it is too early. But historically, the Yankees have done very well when they've started this well. So just keep that in mind as you're watching them against the White Sox. (laughs) On tomorrow's show, Abby should be back with me on tomorrow's show. She has some hockey stuff to do because uh, the Rangers survived last night. Yay, New York. The Rangers survived, so they have more games to play. We'll see how that goes. So Abby should be on the show tomorrow. We'll recap tonight's game and have any other Yankee news that you need to know. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to the show in Apple, Google, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well. That helps us out. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So, enjoy your Thursday. Go Yankees. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.